1: and drops back. Throws an mounting pass upfield. Ragey town, pierce gathers it in on the dead run and races all the way to score from Los Angeles. A 72-yard touchdown play. First down
2: inside his own five from his own end zone.
1: Sacked and a safety on Rudolph. Aaron Donald and Clay Matthews got to him.
0: Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage, Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 40. seconds. a whole burst through it. 20. steps to tackle, runs about 35 still feet 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number
2: 29, Eric Dickerson.
1: Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is gonna throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey.
2: Radio with Derek C.
1: Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo, my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart for our big Arizona Cardinals preview. Big Dog, how you doing? Man, I'm doing big. I'm
0: doing good. Big Dog, I'm big dog right back at you. Uh, Doing good, man. Just ready to get into these Arizona Cardinals versus our beloved Rams. And, uh, man, got some good stuff, I believe, for the people.
1: Well, one thing that can definitely count on today, a visit from Ed Smith from the Believe Network, his podcast covering the Cardinals, also covers them on local radio on Saturday, which I'll be on that show this Saturday to give them my point of view on the Rams. Uh, We're going to be talking to him for close to 30 minutes today, previewing from his point of view how he views this matchup, and, of course, you and I are going to chop this up right now. And, you know, coming this game, both teams are 3-0. and We're looking at the only like, forerunner for who's going to kind of control things in the, in the NFC West. Right away, if you were to have a first thought, Mike, on how things are going to go this weekend, what's it going to be?
0: Well, you know, the thing is, uh, again, protect home court or protect home field in this case. So I think the Cardinals know that they're going to have their hands full coming now in the SoFi Stadium, as we talked about, truly is now our home stadium. You know, we're not sojourners along the the road traveling from here and here and bar on places. Uh, this is our spot. So I think they know that coming in and they know they're playing a good team. And I would imagine they know that because there's a solid quarterback at the helm, they're going to have something to deal with. So uh, I'm going to call the game 21-17 right now, Rams.
1: You're going that low scoring? I think it'd be higher than that.
0: Well, you would think so, but I think now that uh, Aaron Donald and the boys are starting to get revved up, and I think what will happen is we'll jump up. Arizona is going to try to you know, counter, and uh, I think we'll end up with a couple picks after uh, the game as well.
1: I hope that's the case. I mean, they've been really doing a good job. I think of creating turnovers, even when they're in you know a rough situation. I'm also thinking about you know this is these these two teams are very familiar with each other. They have specific things that go for them in this matchup. I'm curious as to how the Rams attack defensively. Kyler Murray's been playing well. As Smith points out as we're going to talk about later, you know some of the concerns he has about Kyler Kyler Murray. Sorry, and I. I'm wondering here what they're going to do to try and contain him. What's the big goal? Because, honestly, the Rams, if, the, if there's anything inconsistent thus far, it's been pressure. Sometimes they're all over somebody. They got all over Tom Brady for a lot of the game last week, but then sometimes they disappear, and you're like, where's the pressure at? So I'm I'm looking to see how they deal with this young, dynamic quarterback, Kyler Murray, and if they can really kind of lock him in and make that whole offense one-dimensional. This, this game should be a pretty solid Rams win. But, you know, the Cardinals, they're better. They, they are. They're better than last year. And, especially defensively. Yeah. And that was next. I mean, looking at where they are going to be, uh, their pass rush, Chandler Jones, has been phenomenal. You're right. So I'm just looking at those matchups. I guess, really, to, to, to get with you here. If you're gonna take three keys for this game, things that make the huge difference, what are they for you? Well,
0: I think offensively we're gonna to have to sustain drives. And then we're gonna to have to finish. You know, you don't wanna play a team like this getting in the red zone or green zone, some people call it, and you're just coming away with three points. You you wanna be able to finish. Uh definitely I think we need to hopefully get our, our run game a little bit more on track, uh, that will definitely be beneficial. And then defensively, you're going to have to cage up uh, Kyler Murray some some way. He's a guy that has that ability to extend a play, make a play when there isn't one. The thing with Tom Brady, he's truly one of the last of the true dropback quarterbacks, not going anywhere, He's going to be where he supposedly might slide this way, slide that way. But his thing is he knows how to get the ball out. Thing with uh, Kyler, because of his ability to escape, run around, you know, sometimes if you're not getting off the field defensively, that stuff can then start to wear you down at the end.
1: All right. So same kind of key for you is, is control Kyler. Control Kyler. Control Kyler. Control Kyler.
0: Control Kyler. Extend the ball on, on offense. Make sure you're picking up your first down when you're supposed to and scoring when you need to uh, when you're inside the 10. you got to get seven.
1: Do you think that the Cardinals have the secondary? You're, you're a secondary guy. You, we all know that, You know, former safety. Can this Cardinals secondary as it is keep up with, with what the Rams do in the passing game?
0: Well, see, that's the thing. If we see a lot of what we saw last week built on, now you got uh, Deshaun Jackson even more in the mix. I mean, that that guy can still run. And so that's the thing you love about a guy who's super fast. When they get slow, they're still fast. And so, uh, but they got some solid safeties in, in uh, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Got a rookie at corner. Uh, but again, the pass rush is what makes the secondary either good or not so good. When you got pass rush, guys are looking great. When you don't, guys are able to find a way to get open. You just can't hold them that long against very good receivers, uh, which we have. So, you know, I believe we're going to be able to find the creases. You got a quarterback again and Stafford who can get the ball to him. So uh, I think that's an advantage, but absolutely. I think we've shown now we have formidable offense, whether it's Cup, whether it's Deshaun outside, you know, whether it's uh, Higby, uh, you know, getting out the middle or kind of in the flats. So you have some different options, you know, uh, offensively that make a big difference. Gotcha.
1: I mean, I, I think that the Rams' key is going to be that pass rush. They did keep the pass rush away. They've been doing a great job of it. This is their biggest test, I believe, pass rush-wise. Chandler Jones on the edge. The, the, the Cardinals really beefed up that front seven. Before, I mean, that's just, this is what the NFC West has been doing. They, they've been reacting to Sean McVay since 2017. The 49ers yeah. did it. The Cardinals are mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. And, of course, the Seattle's been doing it. You know, if you can if you can get to a Rams quarterback, you you make a lot of problems happen. And so, yes. they're dynamic in their pass rush, and we have yet to see the Rams pass defense or their 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 pass protection really break down much. You know, they they they've been there's been a couple of things, but this has been a pretty stout offensive line this far, and I think that's the key. There are too many weapons there are, and honestly, Stafford's seeing the ball seeing the field so well. I don't yep. see the Cardinals being able to consistently stop the Rams offense enough if if they don't get a pass rush on them. And it's all pass rush oh, right now.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So absolutely. You're gonna have to slow down Chandler Jones, uh JJ Watt. I mean, he's got a little left in the tank. But guys like him, you know, they're veterans and they're savvy for a reason. And so He's going to bring, if it's nothing else, it's leadership. So, absolutely, that front seven, we have to be able to handle. And, again, that's why I believe that given the time, uh, staff are going to find the guy that's open. Uh, again, whether it's Robert or all the rest of the guys we already talked about. Uh, and if you give them time, we can see that Deshaun Jackson can still get behind people. So... Again, that I think that's a big advantage for us. Uh, we've always talked about the consistency uh, in the O-line, and it looks like it's been the same starters thus far all year. So uh, as long as some guy doesn't get too banged up or what have you, you get in the consistency, guys are playing more. Again, this will be game number four. So in my world, Game number four is where everybody's getting pretty much in the game shape and form. Now they're timing, and I would say, you know, offensive line calls are, you know, a lot more sharp and crisp. Uh, things that you're doing defensively, like we saw last week, Aaron and the guys are starting to get home a little more. Aaron was getting close even still. Uh, but I think now fourth week, those things will now start to really Uh, Come to fruition, where it's a big, big, big change. So, but always keep an eye on the turnover game.
1: That's that's going to be key. Turnover game. And the Rams have been, well, they've been awesome. They've changed everything Mm -hmm. with the fact that they they haven't had the mistakes. We got one interception in three games from Stafford right now. And when they're not making those mistakes, there's a lot they can get away with defensively and still be all right. It's a huge difference, huge difference. All right, so, folks, before we move on, I want to let you know who we're sponsored by, so check it out. Alright, so Ed Smith, former Eagle, former Cardinal, covers the Cardinals now from the Believe Network, has his own radio show in the in Arizona as well. Let's check it out. Let's see what he has to say. Alright, folks, Ed Smith, the yes, the NFLer, motivational speaker, has himself a show on the Believe Network covering the Cardinals and I got to tell you, he was one of my favorite conversations last year. So I'm glad to have him back. And I'll be doing the return visit on his show this weekend. And I got to tell you, I don't know how you're feeling about this game. I'm hyped. One, it's a home game for us. And for once, the Rams actually have a home stadium where we're seeing fans killing it. Man, I don't know if you watched that uh, Rams-Bucks game last weekend, but the crowd was lit. And it's true home field advantage for us, first time for a long time. I'm very curious as to how you think this is going to go down, how these teams match up. Let's hop into it, man. How you doing?
2: I'm doing good, Derek. And, man, great to be back with you. And obviously we're going to have a a second uh, dance later on this season. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, at first, you have to be very excited about, you know, through the offseason you'll go out and get Stafford. And we all thought we knew what he would bring to this offense and your team. And so far, it looks pretty good from your end. I like what I'm seeing as far as what the, uh, how they're utilizing him and the, the deep threats and the different things he brings to your offense in comparison to what Goff did. I am loving this matchup. I didn't see the Cardinals coming into this one at 3-0 and as well. Uh, you know, I, I I had them at 2-1 and at this point. Uh, obviously, Tennessee decided not to show up in week one. Yeah. And that really surprised me. And then they got away with one against Minnesota with a missed kick that very easily could have been uh, the first loss of the season. And then they go over to Jacksonville and handle their business. Not what I would say impressively in the first half, but obviously defense turns it on. And next thing you know, uh, you know, we had that large uh, gap as far as the victory. This game right here, and you and I were chatting before we went live here. This is like the barometer for me. This is the litmus test in terms of. Are the Cardinals really for real in terms of you know taking those steps, being one of those teams that have to be in consideration for you know winning a division, getting into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and dare we say, like you know, a Super Bowl team? You know, uh, I talked about it earlier. Uh, we were six and three at one point last year. My radio partner and I took a beating because we had predicted the Cardinals at like seven and nine. You know for And at one point, they were six and three, and everybody was, you know, they're just taking shots at us. Like, you know, you clowns don't know what you're talking about. You know what? And the next, you know, they end up eight and eight. So I'm I'm trying to, like, temper everybody out here because obviously you get excited when your team jumps out to these great records. But this week, right here, starting with the game against the Rams, we've got a a stretch, man, where we could very easily come back to earth. And, you know, this is going to be a real. I guess, test, and it's going to be a real kind of, I guess, measuring stick for us. And, you know, I know you guys are thinking the same. And just to to speak on it real quick, you mentioned your new stadium, your fans. Man, how cool is it to have football back with fans in the stadiums and some of these new arenas and everything that were just dead silent last year? You can actually hear, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the players out there, uh, you know, talking to each other. Now we got real crowds. I know you guys are excited.
1: Uh, this is a big game on your calendar as
2: well. So, like I said, I'm
1: really geared up for this one. Well, I mean, when, when the Rams moved back from St. Louis, you know, you had you were in the Coliseum. The Coliseum was just not an NFL stadium. It had poor parking, tailgating was a nightmare, and a lot of times because of that, it would, it made more sense to to these fans who were used to for 20 years just going out to the sports bar and watch the game. Man, just go out the sports car. This, is, this this is not fun for us. And yeah. so a lot of times you, you, you can go into the Coliseum and you're playing the 49ers. 49ers got 40% or more of their fans there. It's not, it doesn't feel like a home game at all. Well, that's been remedied. That's been remedied. And you actually have a stadium, a co- not just a Coliseum, a, a, how do you say it? A palace for football.
2: Yes. Yeah. A
1: palace for football. And it is totally geared toward that game. Everything about it makes, it makes the game better, from the Oculus around it. And, you know, that first game of the Bears, you didn't really get the whole sense of what it was like. You saw it in the Tampa Bay game. Like a true blue, the first time in a very long time, the Rams really have a home field advantage. And you could, I mean, you could just sense it through the TV. You're watching it at home. You could just see it, bam, loud. And I, that's why I think the Rams have a real advantage this weekend with the Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals have been going to L.A. for years now, and <laughs> like I said, it's not you know it's a nice crowd, but it's not this crowd. Yeah, and yeah. it's you know two teams that that have a lot going for them. I'm, I'm pretty high in the Cardinals. I think you, you you seem a little bit more cautious. I I think they're better than last year. I think they're they much better than last year. Um, I'd be too. Yeah. yeah, for this game, I, I just look at it as. Will the Rams do the how the Rams match up with the Cardinals themselves? And I think they match up pretty well. It's going to be from your point of view that I want to see how you view it. You know, so right away, Ed, let's 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 take a look at that Cardinals defense right now. How does it look matching up with this Rams offense?
2: Well, the 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 interesting thing, Derek, is kind of going to be like in some instances, it's going to be like weakness against weakness. And strength against strength almost. And I talk about, like right now, our run defense has, you know, we got away with uh, basically jumping all over Tennessee earlier in the game in the first one. They never had a chance to get uh, Henry on track. We pretty much just abused them. Tannehill was on the run. Chandler Jones, five sacks by himself in that game. So, you know, we kind of just jumped right out on them. A following week against the Minnesota Vikings with a very similar attack, meaning you got Delvin Cook. Um, Kirk Cousins who's not going to blow you away but he's if you give him time keep him clean he can pick you apart and they did just that along with their running game they actually gassed us I mean they went up and down the field from the start of the game all the way through and I said minus a missed field goal they should have won that game the other thing was they made some adjustments in terms of how they you know and I I give some of these teams in week one you had no idea what you were going to be facing we had a a defense is nobody's seen for a year, you know, nobody played in the preseason. Chandler Jones was hurt during last year, so you really need to have no recent tape on him. He comes out and just like he was on a mission against Tennessee, but then Minnesota gets a chance to look at the film and what do they do. They make adjustments. You know, if we if you want to move him around, we're gonna have plays where we can go opposite. If we're running, we can go run away from them. Or if we're gonna uh, pass, we obviously have some chip blocks and different things. So they had some chance to look at film. They ran the ball really effective against them. Then we go against Jacksonville, and Jacksonville pretty much did the same thing. Derek, they ran the ball consistently, if not for some bonehead plays in the second half. Because you got to remember, we went into that second half down thirteen to seven after the debacle field, long field goal kick, run back for a touchdown. Then all of a sudden, you know, we score early in the second half, and then they want to start doing flea flickers and stuff like that, uh-huh. putting their young quarterback in you know peril. And like I said, we, our defense took control of that game we ran away with. It. The blueprint for the Rams should be let's run this ball because they haven't shown that they can stop it over the last couple weeks. The problem is your running game is not, at, is not being utilized at all and definitely not effectively, in my opinion. That would be the way that the Rams might want to attack. Now, they might look and say, hey, we got Sony Michelle. We got some different things we can do. Let's go ahead and attack that. Now on the flip side, uh, offensively, you know our uh, Kurt Kyler Murray's been unbelievable in in stretches, and then every now and then in both games the last two, he's made a bonehead pick six, and you're like you're scratching your head with some of these other interceptions and things like that. We haven't gotten our running game going. We our, our offensively as far as our passing game, it's been pretty good. You know, do you guys come out and you press us? Do you uh, you know with your defensive front. The key to this game is going to be on both fronts as far as whose defensive line can make the others uh, look like they, you know, have at times or, you know, can we stop the pay? Because I guarantee you the formula that you guys have used over the last few years for Kyler Murray has been pressure on the edges, but maintain your center, like the middle of the uh, pressure up the middle as well to kind of box him in. Don't let him scramble outside. But you guys are going. It's going to be kind of a, a competition of wills. Who enforces their will on the other? If we can get mm-hmm. Kyler out in space, uh, you know, utilize our our off our wide receiver court is getting better. We'll have a chance. But if you guys can bottle him up and then make him a pocket passer, that's his kryptonite. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, do you guys come out with your running game? How do you do against Kyler uh, defensively? Can you keep him in that pocket? It's going to you know be. Early and often, I'm going to be looking for, like, these keys. You know, if he's able to escape, if he's able to do this. If you guys get any semblance of a running game. And then you got Stafford, who is just unbelievable in terms of getting the ball over the top. That's what you guys couldn't do last year with golf, in my opinion. There wasn't a lot of over-the-top action. Uh, Stafford can take the, the top off of anybody's defense. And if you guys can give him time and he can get over the top and then with play action and everything else, I, this, has, this game has a tensile to be not as close
1: as a lot of people think it might be. Well, the thing, you mentioned the running game for the Rams. And, you know, what is really different about this team, the Rams offense, Sean McVay's offense really is built around the run. What they've shown, though, is at least in the last, I mean, two out of the last three games, I think, what they do is they, they don't run. They'll give you the cursor run here and there. Yeah. But they what they do is up, they'll pick you apart with some short passes here and there, get those defensive linemen off their game a bit, on their heels more, because if you over-pursue if you over pursue on those short passes, you, those running backs, tight ends, they're gone. And yeah. so what they're doing is they're, they're picking you apart short first, and then they take their shot. They don't even need to run. Mm-hmm. And then come late third and fourth quarter, they start running. So the, the numbers are a little deceptive because they really are using the short passing game to set up late running. And by the time you get to the late run game, you don't need 5, 10 yards. Move the yeah. pile here, 3 yards. Good, cool. We're, we're, we're running clock out. All right. Hey, Sonny Michelle has got 5, 6 here. And so th- that's what we're seeing. And I don't necessarily like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's working for them thus far. And it's working because what you said. It's working because you have a a quarterback who reads his progressions. And that was Jared Goff's flaw. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff saw pressure, and he just couldn't pick his progressions fast enough. And he had every ability that Stafford has. I mean, when I say Jared Goff has, especially when he's out, his deep outs, there's no one better in the game. I'm mm-hmm. serious but he can't read his progressions fast enough. And I don't think it's ability. I don't think it's I don't think it's. It's perception. I think it's lack of preparation. And I think that's where McVay got bottled up. All of these last couple of years where people were complaining about the Rams' offense being, well, McVay can't adjust. M-McGay, he can't adjust. We're seeing it's a bunch of BS. McVay could adjust. He lacked faith in his quarterback. And all of a sudden, you've got yeah. a guy you can trust. And this offense is like, they can kill you in five different ways. And that's where I want to go to you on this because the Cardinals have this. They have they have a pass rush. You know, you have Murphy at corner who's really picked up his game. Man, he's really come along and become you know a solid corner for you guys. A really good corner for you guys. You, there's talent in that defense. How do you deal with an offense like the Rams that has so many different facets and so many so many ways to hurt you?
2: Well, you know, I think we're going to have to utilize our these uh, kind of hybrid linebackers that we have. And Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins, and Collins has not gotten a lot of action so far in these first three games. They utilized him a bunch in the preseason. Everybody got enamored with him, thinking, "Oh my God!" You know, he's out there making calls and you know running, kind of running the defense. And then we get to the regular season, and they kind of put him on the shelf a little bit. And I think that's actually a wide move there because you know preseason is one thing. You get to the regular season, everything speeds up and becomes more magnified, and I think they were just giving them a quick taste. Isaiah Simmons has been very impressive to me so far, and I think they're going to have to use him to cover your time. We might have talked about this last year, especially tight ends were our bugaboo, man. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we made every tight end coming here feel like they were the next Pro Bowl tight end. You know, it was like a, our mission to make sure we uplifted their confidence. And, you know, you guys have Higby over there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I I think, you know, we're going to have to, one, control him uh, because what happens, you don't control the tight end, all of a sudden out of the middle of the field is very just wide open, and then that opens everything up over the top as well. So the first mission is to make sure we kind of silence that running game especially. If we do not correct things going on in our run defense, everything else is going to be mute because that's where it all starts for me. If you allow... You guys to, to establish that running game now, and you know how uh, creative McVeigh is. He'll he'll run it here when he has to. Show it, show it, and all of a sudden it's play action. The next thing, Derek, is we have to stop the big plays. Uh, you guys getting over the top of us for those long? We saw what Deshaun Jackson did last week. We can't have that, and that's what happened, in my opinion, to Tampa Bay. What happened to Tampa Bay? They're used to, if nothing else, volleying back and forth. Well, they were volleying. But you guys kept staying ahead of them, and then the next thing you know you jumped out even further ahead, and then they're playing catch up. We can't allow that to happen, and for one main reason, we can't allow that to happen because we're coming in with absolutely no running game ourselves. So if we come in there and we don't establish a run, now suddenly we're playing from mm-hmm. behind, and we let you guys start teeing off with that defensive front getting after Kyler. Man, it could get really ugly really fast. So the key for us, we got to establish some type of running game. We got to stop yours. We got to shut the tight end down. We also have to keep away from those big, huge plays that are always lurking out there. If we don't do those things, we'll be in trouble. If we do manage to do those things with the dynamics of our offense, we have a chance to win this game. I'm just not too sure because, like I said, we really haven't shown our ability to run the football at all to this point, as well, other than Kyler having some runs, especially when we get down near the red zone. But mm-hmm. like our established running game right now is we don't even know who our number one running back, you know, is it Edmonds or is it Connor? You really can't tell because neither one of them has really taken hold of that position and, and uh, Kingsbury hasn't utilized it, meaning
1: trying to establish it yet either. Well, I also look at the, the, the way the Cardinals offense has to work this. You have an earth in your advantage is, is I, teams have kind of provided a blueprint on how to attack this Rams offense, and it really goes back to the Packers last year. And the Packers really kind of employed this death-by-a-thousand-paper-cut strategy. Just short passing, get right outside of the defensive line. If they're not, if you can block enough, that defensive line is not getting pressure, they'll just drain the clock ride. The Bears did mm-hmm. that and stayed in the game. The Colts did that and almost beat them. Okay, And the Bucs did a good job of that, especially in the first half of the Rams game. The Rams are not the same defense they were last year, where they would commonly just shut teams into three and outs. They've really mm-hmm. struggled with that this far. They they will create more turnovers, but they will put that offense on the field. I mean, they'll put the defense on the field much longer. They have a harder yeah. time getting out. So if if the Cardinals can control the pacing, if they can really utilize the dink and dunk strategy that teams have been really kind of using against them, they have a much better shot. If if, if you see the Rams defense getting three and outs on them, getting get and getting pressure because the Rams. Don't don't let the numbers fool you. They're not getting the kind of pressure it looks like in the numbers. They're they're coming in bunches, but it's not consistent. At least not yet. Now another thing too: the first two games, tackling wise, the Rams weren't really tackling anybody very well. Mm-hmm. They got a lot better in the Bucs game. So and now we're into our fourth game. Now is, is the tackling coming around? A lot of those players have been playing preseasons. So I can imagine it's the same for the Cardinals. You're, st- I'm Absolutely. guessing. I'm seeing your head shaking. Yes, and so I'm, I'm guessing you've seen the same kind of trends having a hard time tackling. I mean, what are you seeing there?
2: I've said from day one, Derek, especially how we handled our uh, preseason, nobody played. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and get the first, and I've said to my radio partner a few times, radio and a podcast partner, the first month, four to five games of the season are basically like preseason games for everybody, meaning our offensive line. we mm-hmm. trying to figure things out. And now everything's coming live and fast and much quicker speeds. Same thing for guys on defense. They're having to recognize things they haven't really seen since the end of last season because you can only simulate so much during practice. you got no work in, in the preseason and the uh, preseason games. And then even with that being said, even if you did get some preseason work in are preseason, nobody's really going at that. You know, the speed from preseason even to the regular season is unbelievable. So as far as tackling... Man, like I said, the first four to five weeks of the season, you're going to see a lot of missed tackles, a lot of missed assignments, a lot of, a lot of blown coverages, a lot of uh, offensive lines that just look like they're sometimes clueless, because everybody's trying to catch up, and I, it will improve, and I think you're right on target. This is game four, game five, game six. We're going to see a lot more crisper uh, movement, uh, tackling. Uh, everybody's going to be catching up to the speed of the game, including some of the rookies and young guys that are getting their first taste, but that's, I mean, for me, that's a big bugaboo for the, the defensive end, if nothing else, the tackling. And even, and I'll bring this point up, even just working through some of those first few weeks of soreness, The we used to hit so much back in the day, Derek, by the time we got to the first week of the regular season, all that initial soreness and hurt, that was gone. Now you're used to it and you get it, to, you know, you just roll into it week to mm-hmm. week. A lot of these guys are feeling that hurt, like they're the first, Couple of weeks, like we used to have two a days. They're feeling that now, but it's actually regular season play. So that's and there's a lot of things that these guys are working through. Tackling is definitely yeah. something that everybody's behind, and I totally agree with you there.
1: I mean, looking at the injury report too, like the day's injury report, oh, I absolutely. see on both teams rest, 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 rest. Yeah. I, you know, last year I saw a couple rest days here and there, especially for guys like you know, like Whitworth, who's 39 years old. But now I'm seeing and with the rest day, and I see a whole bunch of Cardinals with rest, and I'm thinking, man, these guys, you know they're sore they are Can sore. I tell you,
2: yeah. let me tell you something Derek Hopkins has not played he hasn't practiced since probably the worst first week of training camp he's he has literally didn't practice going uh training camp for the most part, played none of the preseason games, and now during the first few weeks of the season, he's on the injury report, and he's not practicing at all, so I mean this that's the new trial. If we did this back in the day, man, I might still be playing. I might sell a few snaps with me.
1: But yeah, I mean, that's just the new trend these days. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know, you know how. I, I wonder how that. Here's you know something my partner uh, Mike talked about was, especially in, in these in this COVID era, especially with the changes we're seeing in, in, in the game. You know, injuries. Are we going to see? We we've seen some already. Are we going to see more injuries because of this? What you're talking about? Basically you're describing a toughening up. Yeah. Are we gonna see more injuries because we're seeing this lack of toughening up in the preseason where you can kind of pace your way through, get your bumps. Now you're full bore into a regular season where everything matters and you're you're you gotta play. Is that risk there in your opinion?
2: I I totally am on that side of the fence. I have other people that will always tell me, Well, what's the risk if you go out and let these guys play in the preseason? They can get hurt in you know in august and and i'm like well at least they're getting up to speed i mean mm-hmm. you don't go out there and play reckless during the preseason that's for the guys that are trying to make the roster you know the back yeah. end guys you know and i know you can't control everything cuz we do lose guys in the preseason but something has to be said for getting up to the speed of the game we look around the league and this the, the, the new term is the soft tissue injuries there you're mm-hmm. seeing a whole lot more of those you're seeing guys who have not put any work in on the preseason games. Now, all of a sudden you get into the regular season, and there's no gradual jump, and now all of a sudden you're seeing all these pulled hamstrings, pulled growings, quads, different things because now you're asking your body. To, and I equate it to this. I talk about this all the time. It's like getting on a treadmill. You know, you normally you hit the start button, you start to walk, and then you mm-hmm. start hitting the button, and you gradually start getting up the pace. But now, imagine getting on a treadmill with elevation at eight and the speed is already at 10, and you got the thing going 100 miles out between your leg, you got to yeah. jump on it and just start running. For me, that's what you're doing when you take absolutely no attention to the preseason, and then you expect these guys to just go right out there and go full board. Everybody's at risk, and I think you are exactly right. The injuries and else, they'll, 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 all the experts will tell you, well, it's the same number that we usually see. You know, Well, I think it's more the big-time players we're seeing now. You, know, you can't account for a dude that's playing just special teams. He gets hurt running down, pulls a hamstring or whatever. You know, now we're looking at McCaffrey's and TJ Watts and people like that in comparison to you know. So like I said I'm, yeah. and I don't know if it's ever going to change. I don't know. Once you open that bottle, this might be the new way.
1: Yeah, Pandora's box has been thrown wide open, and you know, it used to be you would see another three or four major player injuries to start a year. That's pretty much. How I can remember, you can almost count on it every year. But week yeah. one this year alone, we saw teams getting shelled. I yeah. couldn't believe the sheer numbers of were seeing week one, week two. And you know, I'm looking at the Rams right now. We, we've lost a couple of guys, but we lost guys in training camp this year. Yeah. Uh, we Cam Akers, but you know, we, since the season started, we've been, I think, knock on wood, pretty fortunate, <laughs> and nothing major happened yet since the season started. But, yeah. I'm looking at teams across the board getting demolished, Tua in Miami. I mean, these guys are getting falling. Der- well,
2: and think about this, too, Derek. The fact, and I, There's always a, a yin and a yang, right? You don't work your offensive line at all during the preseason. Then you get out there and they look like some of these offensive lines to have. And what happens? They get free shots from your quarterback. So these guys mm-hmm. are not ready yet. Your quarterback takes a beating broken ribs, it's always uh, uh, something happens because of something else. And like I said, I think this is what we're going to be looking at uh, moving forward. A lot of guys injuring themselves and
1: also getting injured because of other scenarios going on out there. So we are just quickly shift the gear. We're getting, I know we're running out of time here. Um, your X factors for this game, these intangibles, what are the intangibles for your team right now that will help get them a victory on Sunday? Running game, running game, running game. We got to get
2: uh, Connor and Edmonds involved somehow to create opportunities for us to try to get over the top of your defense from time to time. You bring up the fact that you guys have been letting everything happen in front of you, keeping it in front of you and just, you know, not giving up big plays, and eventually something will happen. You make, you know, get the field all, get, get them all, maybe not in three and out, but eventually you get the offense off the field. I think they did the same thing to Tom Brady and them. If we don't come out and establish a running game, and all of a sudden we're going to want to get out there and just start throwing it around, then we get into those three and outs or very predictable passing downs. Kyler, we've seen over the first three games, he's already thrown a pick six, thrown a couple other questionable ones. Keeping hold of the ball, no mistakes, is going to be key. If we don't establish a running game, give Kyler an opportunity, somehow, some way, to create some big plays over the top, we're going to, I think this is going to be a long day for us because I don't think we, I don't necessarily think we can go toe to toe in terms of like tip for tap scoring mm-hmm. because at some point we might make a mistake. Uh, defensively, honestly, we have to get pressure on Stafford and stop your running game to where at least we turn you guys into a one dimensional team. We allow you to run the ball and then have your play action and then have to protect over the top with the weapons you guys have. We're going to be in for a long day. We've gotten away with a few things, Derek. Our secondary is, is I mean, is, they've been, quote-unquote, semi-impressive to some. I look at some of our competition and what we did, and obviously we played a rookie quarterback in uh, Trevor Lawrence last week. We'll take that. We'll take a win as a win as a, a win. But we're not playing Trevor Lawrence in the Jaguars' offense this week. We let you guys get too comfortable, and we don't get pressure on Stafford and he's sitting back there picking us apart. Short, short running game. Then next, you know, over the top, it could get ugly fast. And you know, I, I have my doubts about this game. So all that in mind, care to make a prediction? I've already we did our uh, podcast earlier this week, and I'm never shy, man. I call it the way I think I see it, and I got, I'm wrong sometimes. And I'm right sometimes. This one, I have the Rams thirty to twenty-one somewhere in that area. Mm -hmm. um i just think you guys have a little too much firepower and honestly we haven't seen what you guys are bringing to the table yet so until you know like i said we're gonna have like i said there's a lot of factors we get some pressure we gotta do this we gotta do that we have to have some type of running game i haven't seen it all work yet another thing we really we faced a little minor adversity but we really haven't you know other than being down 13 to 7 to the jaguars you know that doesn't really Cause you like big, big fear. but uh-huh. well, We haven't gone down 14 or anything like that, where also now the clock's against us and we got to pick up the pace and do different things. And sometimes adversity can bring uh, the light to the, to the, to the surface. And sometimes it can get buried. So it'll be interesting to see if we happen to fall behind or if things aren't going yeah. our way right out the gate, how this one goes. But I do have you guys winning this game. Uh, dropping us to three and one. And I'm not, there's nothing wrong with no shame in three and one. Like I said, I'm just I'm not ready to pick the
1: Cardinals to go on the road to Los Angeles to beat the Rams. I have it at thirty four twenty, not too different. Okay. Um, not in too Mary. different at all. Um, I, but I do have a Rams win. I also think that come later in the season, when the Cardinals have faced some more fire going to Arizona, it will probably be a split. That's yeah. kind of how I'm looking yeah. at it. It could be, yep. So can you let folks know where they can find you?
2: Yes, sir. Uh, First, Matt, appreciate you having me on again this year. Uh, They can uh, find us, uh, find me and my partner. We do the Believe in the Arizona Cardinals podcast. That's on the Believe uh, Network, uh, B-L-E-A-V. You can find us um, on uh, Easy Sports Talk uh, show every Saturday from 10 to noon out here in Arizona as well. You can go to Facebook and follow the show. It's the Easy Sports Talk, and that's EZ. Uh And then on Twitter and Instagram, at Ed Smith Speaks, as well as the Easy Sports Talk show. So those are the different ways. And, uh, Alex, I really appreciate you having me on, man. And the cool thing is we get to do it twice a year because we're yeah. to visit. And, again, <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, it's always a fun conversation with you. It will... We'll definitely be talking again. I know we, we'll be talking this weekend. So yeah, we'll be on a Saturday. Let's let's go for a great game on Sunday.
2: Sounds good, man.
1: All right. So Mike, he's got he thinks this is a thirty-one-twenty game. Rams win. He's got a lot of doubts about the Cardinals. He feels like you know, hey, th- this this team right now is improved, but they still have a way to go. They're they're the schedule has not been strong and that there's not, they're not really a great matchup just yet for the Rams. Maybe later this year as they get better, uh, where, where do you see this overall? I mean, do, do you count this as well? What's your prediction for it?
0: Well, again, I'm, I'm going to say it's more, more like 21, 17 Rams in that. I believe their front seven is going to at least be able to continue to maintain where they've done. Now, my thing is That's why offensively, the third and sixes, we got to get those. You know, we got to score when we get in the red zone or else you get down there six times, three times, and you only come away with nine points. Well, that's only a touchdown and a field goal and you still lose. A game like that can play into the favor of, you know, a Kyler Murray because then, you know, hey, maybe he starts running more or less. But I believe defensively, uh, we're going to get a number of turnovers, especially by way of interceptions, uh, because what happens when you're playing a game like this, you got to believe uh, Arizona, they're 3-0 as well. So somebody's going to leave with a loss. So like anything, and maybe the, the Rams had a little extra playing the Super Bowl champions in Tampa Bay last week, but I believe Arizona is going to come in here with a little extra as well.
1: What about the home field advantage?
0: Well, that's going to play big. I think, you know, fans are learning that, hey, their voices, their cheers uh, make a big difference. But again, they're coming into a place that they can see that the Rams play pretty well in. So you take all those things into consideration, uh, we're going to come out on top, is my opinion, based on. All matters whether it's, you know, you start chopping it down. Well, where are you? Quarterback. Oh, well, listen, I'm favoring Stafford. Receivers. Well, they got Julio Jones and another guy over there. Well, okay. Maybe it's even, but again, they don't have someone as fast as Deshaun Jackson. So maybe tilt the skills. Now, off running back wise or offense, you may tilt to, to the Cardinals until we can show we can consistently run. And then you kind of just keep going down and, you kind of go, well, we got a pluses here. They got a couple there. Uh, Overall, we got more of these and we got more of that. So that's why I say home field, uh, again, doing the normal things that you do week in and week out, that's going to give you an advantage. But I think more importantly, the confidence level that the Rams are playing in is going to be the difference.
1: I mean, to me, having a legit home field like we talked about in our last show. Having a legit home field, a team that I think is still coming together where the Rams, you know, they're there. They they, they seem like they have everything in order at this point. They know who they are, where they're going, which is a, a far cry from the last two years where you couldn't really tell who the Rams were. I also, though, wonder, is there any chance, and you tell me, is there any chance of a letdown coming off that big Tampa game?
0: Well, there's always a chance of that, but the thing is you get with guys like Jalen Ramsey. You know, we talked about Stafford, Cooper Cuff. These guys have been in the league long enough to know that, one, it's a long season. And winning a game in week three, okay, now what happens if you lose the next 13? Well, oh, yeah, we start out 3-0. and So I think there's enough veteran leadership and just the way they're playing to keep things, I don't want to say even keel. Yes, you want to enjoy a great win. But at the end of the day, I'm sure they look at it, not so much, oh, man, yeah, we're, we're so great. we would be the Super Bowl champs. It's like, I would imagine they believe, yeah, man, that's nothing because we feel like we're better than them. So I think all things being considered, the veteran leadership uh, should pay a difference. Uh, some dividends in that I don't think it should be a letdown. That's always a chance. You know, you play a good team and maybe they got up for them but I think more than anything uh, given all the factors I don't know that they really got up for the, the Bucs except they're going, let's just show them what LA Ram football is all about. And I think that'll be a repeat this week that, hey guys yeah, we're not taking you lightly but you got to look at us as a real, legitimate football team. All right. So
1: there you go. I'm calling the victory as well. I mean, it's pretty much straight down the board. Um, it may be different when they go to Arizona. Uh, this is a much better Arizona team. Yes. But I'm calling as well. All right, folks, it's time for us to get out of here. You can find us on Twitter at Talk Ranch. You can find Mike on Twitter at 1223 and me at DC. Don't forget to give us a review, a nice five star review on. Apple Music. We really appreciate that as well. In the meantime, from Mike and the entire team here, we're out of here. Have a great one. Have a great one. We're out.